Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. My message title today is Finding God, Finding Value and Finding Purpose. And I want to read to you from out of the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 45 to 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace in the precious and the most wondrous and holy and matchless name of Jesus. And Father, we just pray this morning that as I bring your word, Lord, you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. That you, Father God, will flow through me and touch every heart in this place and those listening online with a fresh revelation of Jesus this morning. A fresh revelation of your love for us. A fresh revelation of your purpose for us. A fresh revelation of the value that you place on each of our lives, Lord God, that we would know you more and love you more. Father, as your word goes forth, I pray it would accomplish what you send it to do and prosper in that which you send it to work within. And Father, I thank you that you will make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. And Lord God, I thank you also that, Lord, as we come around this word now, you'll get all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because, Lord, it's all about you. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Matthew 13 um, is a really incredible chapter in the Gospel of Matthew. There are eight parables in that chapter as well. And um, they, they all point to the kingdom of heaven and they're all recorded as, and as shared as methods of sharing the gospel to the world. We've got the parable of the sower. We've got the wheat and the tares. We've got the parable of the mustard seed. We've got the parable of the leaven, the one of uh, hidden treasure the dragnet, the scribe, and the one I want to look at today, the pearl of great price. The parable in this verse is, is the, in verse 44, the hidden treasure in the field. Um, and it leads straight into the pearl. And both of those parables show the value and the cost of giving our all for Jesus, giving our all for the gospel. And they show that those that are willing to give their all for the sake of the gospel, they're the true winners. We're the true winners because Jesus is the treasure and he's that pearl of great worth. And when we really press into him and have that incredible revelation of just who he is and just what he's done for us and just how amazing he is and just how great God's love is for us, then we really, we are really arriving at a place of laying aside every weight that would hinder us to run with endurance the race that God has set before us. The field, of course, is the gospel and it's sharing our lives. It's sharing the way we do, do church, we do life together, we do our loving together um, and all, always pointing to Jesus in everything that we do. So the merchant is seeking pearls. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. 
And how do you find pearls? Do you know what? You've got to dive into some grotty stuff to find a pearl sometimes. You've got to find those oysters. You've got to open them, prize them, and then you've got to dig them from without of that oyster bed as well. And for all intents and purposes, finding that pearl is not the most glorious thing that we can ever do. And yet, when we go after pearls, just like the merchants seeking after after the, the beautiful pearls, when he found what he was looking for, he discovered that it was of such great worth and such great value that he was prepared to lay aside everything, put aside everything and go after it with all his might. All of us are like merchants. We're all at a various stage in life. Some of us are younger than others. Some of us are retired. Some of us are just about to go into high school or starting a new school or into university studies, new jobs and new babies in life. We're all at different places in life. And so we're all on quests in our life. And depending on the season that we're in, it also denotes how much time we have and how willing we are to really seek after Jesus with all that he wants us to. We also understand that, you know, there are time constraints on our lives as well. And the busier that we are, the harder it is at times to seek God, to find him, to to pull aside, draw aside and be with God and make that time so that not only can we give him our prayer needs and spend time with him, but we can also hear what he wants to say to us. So our quest in life is different for everybody. It's different for each one of us. What are we looking for? We're looking for love. We're looking for life. We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for a a sense of peace in our lives. Some of us may be looking for significance. Some looking for healing from the past. Some looking for a, a way forward into the future. Some of us are looking for financial freedom. Some of us are looking for purpose or value or finding your niche, where you fit in, what exactly it is God wants to do in you and through you. But also we understand that there are seasons in everything that we go through and every season is different. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about those seasons. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain, a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. And there's a sermon in every single one of those lines. But understanding that the seasons that we're in will dictate the choices that we make in Christ as well. Knowing what our parameters are, what the boundaries are that are around us is really important. So it's finding our value in life. And to know who you are, you've got to know whose you are. 
Unless you really know whose you are and who he is, you don't really have a full understanding of exactly who you are, who he has made you, how he has knit you together in your mother's womb, how he has created you so fearfully and wondrously made for gifts and gifts that he's placed in your life and a purpose that he's placed in your life that only God can fulfill in your life because unless we're doing it according to his purpose, according to his plan, according to his timing, we're sowing it uh, needlessly and maybe not in a way that's sustainable in the things that we need to do in life. You see, it's seeking after Jesus, that pearl of great worth, seeking after him because he is beyond value. You cannot put a value on Jesus. You can't put a value on the power of the cross and that finished work of the cross. You can't put a value on the incredible sacrifice that Jesus made in dying for each and every one of us whoever has lived who is living now and whoever will live you cannot place a value on that all you can do is draw closer to God and draw more into his word and seek his face more and and worship him and just be really committed to to drawing closer to him all the time going for it with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength knowing that God loves you so much much that he sent his only son to die for you, for me, for everyone in this world. That's finding the value that God has and placed upon us and allowing God to fill our hearts and fill our lives with a passion for him, for his word, a passion for his purpose finding that purpose in our lives. Like the merchant, he sold everything he had and he went for it, went for it. And I've purposed in my heart, no matter what happens in my life, I'm, I'm going for it in God. And that's a decision that only we can make. I'm responsible for me, as I talked about last week. You're responsible for you. But I've known him, I've walked with him, not a huge amount of time in the light of eternity. But I know that he's worth it and everything that we invest in the kingdom and everything that we invest of ourselves in him, our time, our tithes, our offerings, our gifts, our heart, everything that we invest in him is worth it. It is worth it. Because the scripture says our light and momentary tribulations are just but a building for us an exceeding weight of glory. So whatever we're walking through now, whatever we've walked through, whatever has happened in our life that has marred our image of God or marred our image of ourselves so that we don't see ourselves the way Christ sees us, the way he looks at us. When he looks at us, he sees the righteousness of God because he sees us through the blood of Jesus. Whatever has happened, it is all all as to no avail. Paul says, I count it all as dung for all that I've gone through. He said, no matter what's gone before, it's all worth it for Jesus, for the excellence of knowing him, knowing him, loving him, serving him with all our hearts and our souls, finding that value. Ephesians 2, 13 to 15, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made both one 
and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments, contained in ordinances so as to create himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Jesus is our peace. When we find Jesus, we can find the peace that he wants us to have. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Finding Jesus puts everything in perspective. So if your perspective is is from within yourself, it can be narrow, it can be limited, or it may not be. Your perspective might be grandiose, it might be way above what what you think you're capable of and yet you can have hope and you can build according to God's pattern in your life and know that you seek after him with all your heart. But if your your perspective is from God's, then it's a pure perspective. It's a perspective that God gives you when you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, your Lord. It's a perspective above your circumstances, not under your circumstances. It's a perspective where Jesus as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, is everything in between. When we seek his face, he can show us the things we need to know for the perspective that we're in. He can show us what it is he requires of us. He can show us what to do. He can show us what not to do, what not to say. He can create in us those clean hearts, renew right spirits within us. He can help us to cast down those imaginations and things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of Christ in our life. And all of a sudden, when you get God's perspective, you you can understand so much. I remember when I gave my heart to Jesus all those years ago, And all of a sudden it was like the scales fell off my eyes and I saw, saw God for who he really was. But it was one glimpse. It's like when you look at a diamond shining in the sun and all the carrots in it and C-A-R-A-T-S, kids, not carrots that you eat. (laughs) And, And the sun shines on that diamond and you see the glint and the light and one facet of the beauty of that diamond. Well, it's just like looking at God and he gives you one glimpse of one aspect of his incredible, incredible love and character because God is good, God is loving, God is kind, God is merciful, God is all-knowing, he's all-powerful, he's ever-present. He is above our circumstances, yet involved in our circumstances when we allow him to work within us. All of a sudden, you recognise God's grace on your life when you look back. And I look back at times where I should have been dead. I look back at times where, you know, it's only been the hand of God. And everyone has got a story like this. It's only the hand of God that has brought you through. And before you know Jesus, you just think it's just luck. There is luck's got nothing to do with it. Luck has nothing to do with it. It's the grace of God that is at work in our lives, bringing us through. God's hand delivering us from death and destruction and pain and suffering. And when we suffer, he's with us through it. When we struggle, he is with us through it because he wants to work in us the things that only he can do when we allow him to work in our lives, that refining fire that brings forth the gold, that we will shine like stars in the universe, says in Peter, as we hold out and hold on to that word of life. And Jesus is life. He is our life. He is our our all in all. When you get that perspective and you understand that value that God has placed on your life, you begin to understand your reason for being. 
And the process begins of seeking after him for all he wants to do in you and through you. But the merchant, what did he do? He went and he sold. He sold all that he had and he bought that pearl of great price. You see, for us, sometimes it's a daily decision. Yes, I'm going to give all I've got. I'm going to lay aside everything that's going to hinder me from seeking after Jesus with all my heart and all my soul. And that quest is walking with God, not just today when you feel good, but tomorrow when you don't feel good and the day after when things are coming against you and the day after that when persecution happens. And we in this, this nation of Australia are so blessed because we're not persecuted. We, we can worship freely. We can do what we want to do so freely, but the day is coming. Jesus says in, the, in Matthew, work while it's still day for the night is coming when no man can work. So it's knowing the season we're in. It's understanding the season that we're in. It's also understanding the importance of salvation, how great a gift it is that God has given us, that salvation. Incredible. And asking yourself, am I willing to lay aside everything that holds me back to run with Jesus, to walk out every day with him, to know him more, to love him more and to seek after pleasing him, to walk in obedience. The merchant sold all he had for that one pearl. How tightly can we hold on to stuff that actually gets in the way of us seeking God with all our hearts and our souls. Sometimes it's hurt, it's unforgiveness, sometimes it's fear. Some days are harder than others, aren't they? And yet God is with you and if God's with you, he's for you. And if he's for you, who can be against you? It's choosing daily to bear your burdens, pick up your cross and follow him. Matthew 16, 24 said, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And then in Mark chapter 10, the rich young man going to Jesus saying, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus looked at him and loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way. Sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come. Take up the cross and follow me. Mark 8, 34. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. And you ask yourself, yeah, I deny myself. I've given up a lot. You want to look at denying yourself, look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Whatever it's cost you, and whatever it's costing you, it's worth it. See how light and momentary tribulations are working, that exceeding weight of glory, as I said before. Whatever we're walking through. I was talking to someone this week who's, who's in a grief situation. And we talked about the fact that, you know, matter, no matter what we're walking through now, our life now is temporary. When we get to be with Jesus, it's forever and ever and ever and ever. 
So from the perspective of heaven, no matter what you're going through now, if we keep following after Jesus and keep allowing him to do in us what only he can do in us, then it gives us that heavenly perspective knowing that one day it's all going to be over and we can stand before our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords and hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And that's all any of us want, isn't it? But between now and then, what are we doing? What are we giving away? What are we, what are we committing to God? What are we seeking after for him? What gifts has he placed in your life that you're using for him? What gifts are in your life that you're not using for him? What is the season that you're in? Because I found in my walk with God, there's no end to him. He just goes on and on. He keeps on. He keeps on. He's always there. He's ever faithful, ever present, incredible. There's no end to our ability to learn more of him and understand him more and seek his face more. And there's no end to our daily surrender to him and saying, nevertheless, God, as Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. And Paul, when you think about what he went through, and this gives us some perspective. Philippians 3, what things were gained to me, these things I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Not that I already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So Paul is talking about all things that he'd suffered and yet saying that everything that he had and everything that he'd given up, he considered as rubbish. No loss for what he had achieved and attained and was achieving in his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's a story about the missionary. Who's ever heard of David Livingston? He was a missionary, a pioneer missionary to Africa. And he walked over 29,000 miles in Africa preaching the gospel. He suffered much. He suffered sickness. His wife died early in their ministry. And he came across incredible opposition, not only from those that he was ministering to, but from the religious Scottish brothers and sisters that he'd left behind. Sometimes the religious are the ones that will persecute you the hardest. And this was a prayer as recorded by Ravi Zacharias in the book, The Grand Weaver. David Livingston prayed, 
Send me anywhere, only go with me. Lay any burden on me, only sustain me. Sever any ties but the tie that binds me to your service and to your heart. Isn't that the most beautiful prayer? Send me anywhere, but go with me. Lay any burden on me, but sustain me, strengthen me. Sever any ties but the tie that bind me to your service and to your heart. Incredible things that we can go through. But the example of Jesus, the suffering servant, what did he go through for us? What was the price he paid for us so that we can know him, that we can walk in that freedom that he has for us, that we can spend all eternity with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Ask of yourself, what have I got to give to him? You have a voice, you have a heart, two hands, two feet. You have a heart to love him. You have a heart to love people. You have the ability to think through the things that he's giving you. You have the ability to act upon those things that he's requiring of you. Saying, Lord, I give my all, whatever. But it's a choice that only you can make. Time is short. In our walk that we meet, we meet so many people that we might be outward looking. But as we look out, seeing what the kingdom need is, and then bring that in, inward looking, and focus on what is it that I can do about this, and then be upward looking. God, what do you want me to do about this? See, I've found in my years that being content or comfortable is the worst thing for me. Being content with where I'm at means that I'm not seeking after God with all my heart and all my soul. Being content or comfortable, maintaining status quo, it's just basically like treading water and eventually when you keep treading water, you're not going anywhere. And it's not a law thing, but it's a passion that God puts in each of our hearts to seek after God, to know him more, to love him more, to serve him more. Understanding how precious you are. And understanding that God has put things in your life that only you can do because you are one of a kind. Turn to your neighbour and say, you're one of a kind. There's no one else like you. You're precious. You're awesome. You are unique. What is God saying to you? And doesn't, he doesn't disqualify us for age or lack of age. Wherever you are, whether you're in kindy or you're in primary school or high school or out in the workplace or in a retirement place, you are not disqualified from serving God until your last breath let everything that has breath give him praise and serve him and love him and seek after him. I just thought of a funny illustration, but I'm not going to share. I better not share it. I might get in trouble. 
<laughs> if you've only got one leg, then hop for him. If you've only got one arm, then wave it for him. You've got one heart, give it to him. Serve him with everything you've got, with that passion, because he's worthy to be praised and to be loved and to be served. And it's all about him. That passion for Jesus, not about our business, not about our agenda, about his business, about his agenda, about loving others the way God wants us to love others, about not judging. Discern, yes. Do we have to do everything that people expect of us? No. Do we have to do what God wants us to say? No. But do we choose to? Yes. God has given us free will. He hasn't made us like clones or robots. He's given us a free will to seek after him. And that's what makes it all the more glorious when you fall on your face before Jesus and you see him, the risen king of glory, the king of glory who has done what only he could do so that we can have eternal life with him. Amazing, amazing. And it's not our wisdom and it's not our knowledge we don't come, as Paul said, with a demonstration of wisdom of words and eloquence, but with a demonstration of the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit so that he's exalted and he's glorified and he gets all the praise and he gets all the glory because he's worthy. He's worthy and we're his servants. He is wonderful and Jesus is beautiful. And we want to preach Christ and him crucified. Because without the crucifixion, there was no resurrection. Without resurrection, none of us have hope. That resurrection power that he has given us, that same spirit who raised Christ from the dead, dwells bodily in each one of us. What an incredible thing. What an amazing thing. How blessed are we to love Jesus and know that he loves us, that the Father that created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in us spoke a word, planted us in our mother's wombs and we came to be. And at that time, he prepared good works for us to walk in. Ephesians talks about that. We are his craftsmanship, crafted by him and gifted by him to do those works for all of it. All of the life that we have here, however long that might be. Christ and him crucified the power of God and the wisdom of God. And I want to finish running out of time. Revelation 1, 5b, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priest to his God and Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. And even so, amen. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And then down to verse 9, I, John was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And verse 12, John said he turned 
to see the voice that spoke. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. And his head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's everything that's in between. A fresh revelation of who Jesus is. Those eyes of fire, I want to see those eyes of fire. I want to see those feet of brass. I want to hear his voice as the sound of many waters, mighty waters, rushing waters, cleansing and purging and coming through in the power of the Holy Spirit. He is coming in the clouds of glory. He's coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. He is coming back. So let's be about his business. Let's understand the value of this Jesus that we worship in this house. The one that we love. The one who died for us. Worshipping him for his might and his majesty. Worshipping him for the victory that he's paid over sin and death. That it has been paid once for all. His sacrifice. Reaching for him. Reaching for the heights of him. Knowing that he is God and yet he's with us. What an incredible, incredible thing that is. Be willing to take the steps that he's asking of us this day. You see, Daniel talks about in chapter 11, the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Do you want to carry out great exploits for God? I do. I do. I want to work while it's still day. I want to speak Jesus. I want to breathe Jesus. I want to love Jesus with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength. I want to count the cost. And for each of us, it's different. Knowing that whatever you lay down, sell everything that you haven't laid down, it's worth it to know Christ and him crucified, what he has done for us. Sparing no effort, sparing no cost, so that we can boast in him. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. See, one taste, one fresh revelation of Jesus And it's enough of heaven to spoil us for everything that the world would call to us. Everything that the world wants to do in us or draw us away. It's like pure water that has a drop of ink put in it. The world will just sully it. But the living water, the living word, the power of the Holy Spirit keeping us pure day by day keeping a short account of sin, walking in the power of his spirit. One taste of Jesus. The worship team can come. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Guard your relationship with God. And as the team are about to sing now, I'm going to open the altar and say, 
If you want more of Jesus, if you want to just come and sit at his feet, if you want that fresh revelation of Jesus today, if you want that healing power that you need today, if you want your soul to be healed and filled with the power of him, the altar is open, the team and I will pray for you. If you just want to sit in his presence as we worship Jesus now, take the time. If you want to give your life to Jesus again today, if you've walked away from him, if you've had hurt in your life, if you are struggling with issues in your life, if you say, Lord, I keep getting up, but I keep falling down again. The Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit is here to help you today, to strengthen you today with all that you need. If you want your heart guarded, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Hide Jesus in your heart. Amen. Father God, we thank you today for the power of your word. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, in this parable you've shown us the pearl of great worth, that Jesus, you're worth it all. As the merchant went and sold everything he had, laid aside everything he had for the knowledge of knowing you more, loving you more, giving it all up. Father, I just pray... Father, for each one of us today, that we would seek after you, Lord God, that we would lay aside those weights that would hinder us, that we would bring before you those things that, Lord God, we struggle with and say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Take me, take all of me, use me for your glory. Recognising you, Jesus, as Saviour and Lord. Finding that salvation in you and then walking in the path that you set before me. Lord God, have your way in my life. Lord, let me value you above all things. That wisdom that you give us is above rubies, Lord God. Let us find that purpose that you have for us, whatever you have called us to do. We count the cost. We pay the price. You give us courage and boldness to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow you with true servant hearts. We give you praise and we give you thanks. Lord, work in us what is good and pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.